Praise God. I, I want to this morning for the next few minutes, and I don't think I'll be very long because I know you want to beat all the other people to the restaurants today. But I, I, I do feel to share what I feel to the church this morning. And I want to talk or title this message this morning simply this, A Mother's Intuition. A mother's intuition. God, would you help us this morning? God, I desperately need you to speak to me and through me. Give us ears to hear what thus saith the word of God. This is, God, this is the hour we need to hear from you. And God, I pray in the name of the Lord that you would minister in this house. God, minister to every mother, every father, every child, every saint. In the precious name of Jesus, And let the church say amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated this morning. Praise God. It's already mentioned about how Eve came into existence and how she was the heart of the home, and I, that's powerful. And there's a saying that says, uh, Father knows best, but I have come to realize that's only because he's already asked Mother. You didn't catch that, you might want to buy the tape. That's a pretty good line right there. That's a Michael Mulling special. <laughs> but I do want to honor the, our mothers today, and we have been honoring them throughout the service. The Bible also gives honor. Matter of fact, in Romans 13, it says, Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, uh, fear to whom fear, and honor to whom honor. Amen. We need to give honor to whom honor is due, and we've been doing that today, and I think it's okay. Amen. And it says custom to whom custom. I, I believe it's perfectly appropriate, even in the house of God, to celebrate traditions and customs like Mother's Day and Father's Day. I, I just believe that the Bible says to give honor to whom honor is due. And I want to honor the church, my spiritual mother today. And so I know this is a thematic message on a Sunday, and I, we're still apostolic, we're still Pentecostal, but I, I feel it is perfectly fine. If you don't like that, I, I don't know what to tell you. I feel comfortable about honoring mothers today. Exodus 20, verse 12, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which is the Lord thy God giveth, or which the Lord thy God giveth thee. That, that scripture is found throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament to honor, to obey your father and your mother, that your days may be long. It's the, it's the commandment of promise that, that your days could be longer if you will honor. I'm, I'm a, I wish I honored my mom and dad even more growing up, praise God. Amen. But I, we, I believe it's perfectly appropriate to honor our, our fathers and honor our Mothers, and today we honor all the moms here today, of course, but especially our spiritual mother, the church. In Proverbs 31, the book of Proverbs, the Bible, verse 25 says, Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. And she openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed, and her husband also, and he praises her. Verse 29, this just resonated with me when I was studying this. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou, 
the, to the moms out there, to the spiritual moms out here, but thou excellest them all. Amen. You, you, if you're a spiritual mom today, amen, you, you have excelled every, everybody. All the other ladies, all the other women out there, you are the cream of the crop. Amen. So we, we honor you today because you, are, you bring strength. You bring honor to the house of faith. You, you, you bring rejoicing. And I'm just going back and looking back through what I just read. And you, you share you have wisdom. And, and in your tongue is kindness. And, and in your household, you, you do well in the household. You're the heart of the home. You eateth not bread, but, but of idleness. You're always doing something. And uh, if you come into our house and you're there very long, you're not, you might find me kicking back on the couch. Let's just be real. But you're probably not going to see my wife just kicking back too long. She's always busy. Babe, you dusted that last week. It's, it's dusty again. It looks fine. It's dusty. Babe, you vacuumed the house like three days ago. It needs to be vacuumed. Y'all staring at me really funny right now. Either you're afraid to give a sense right now and to agree or. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but moms are just, men, you're the cream of the crop. Proverbs 1 and 8 says, my son, hear the instruction of thy father. And forsake not the law of thy mother. I could have spared myself a lot of trouble growing up if I'd have just listened the first time. <laughs> Can I get a witness in here? Anybody ever find yourself in trouble simply because you didn't listen to what your dad or your mom said? <laughs> Proverbs 6 and 20, my son, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. <clears throat> Bind them continually upon thy heart and tie them about thy neck. They mean, don't let them go. Listen. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. And I, I just come this morning, I'm reading this passage because I want to help some, I want to just kind of remind some of you moms out there, hey, you, you, you taught your kids, you raised your kids, you taught them right, you raised them right. And so just so you know, everywhere they go, even if they're not living for God today, it's still a part of them. For the commandment is a lamp and the law is light and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. To keep thee from evil, from the evil woman. From the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. Talking to the moms. Give your children instruction. Teach them, raise them. Your kids are going to listen and what's going to happen is one of these days they're going to hear something from somebody else out there. and they're gonna, uh, 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 My mom didn't stand for that. I ain't got time for you. <laughs> well, hello. I'm just trying to honor our moms today. 
Proverbs 23, hearken unto thy father that beget thee, and despise not thy mother when she is old. The reason being is our moms have wisdom. And we need to listen <laughs> to our spiritual mothers and to our biological mothers. They have wisdom. They've probably been around the block once or twice. <laughs> They've probably been there, done that. And they, they bought the t-shirt. They wore it out. <clears throat> we should honor them and listen to them. And I think the best way we can honor our mothers is to listen, hear them, obey them. And I'm talking about follow them as they follow Christ. If they're going off the deep end, I mean, if they go jump off a cliff, don't you go jump either. But if they're in the book, they're living for God, you should hear them and listen to them and honor them and follow them. Walk with them. This all right this morning? I want to I pull something else up. I'm going to have to read it here. Just to, That's all right. I've got to make it as big as I can because my... This is a poem <clears throat> about mothers. No praise can be high enough to tell of her magnitude. No words are sufficient to tell of her fortitude. To tell of her patience with children she bears, and no love can equal the love that she shares. Her children come first in her every thought. <clears throat> the service she gives could never be bought. Her life is spent serving through good times and bad. She's a true mediator between them and dad. Be they saint or sinner, her love never falters. That child she loves and loves at love's hidden altars. When her life is over and her race has been run, no deed can be greater than the one she has done. When she faces the master to, to receive her reward, a standing ovation will be led by the Lord. When the praise and applause has all died away, in my mind I can see her again, hear her say, For my son and my daughter, I just did what I could. While Jesus says smiling, says smiling I knew, daughter, you would. That was written by my grandmother about mothers. Amen. I'm thankful for our mothers today. <clears throat> we need to listen. We need to heed the voices of our spiritual mother, the church. Because moms just seem to have that motherly intuition. It, it's intuition. It's a synonymous term. One of the definitions of intuition is simply instinct. Moms have that motherly instinct they, you, that some of you moms know when your kids are, are talking with somebody and you just, you just have that motherly instinct like, hey, you better not be going there doing that. I'm a, I'm a dad, not a mom, so I need some moms to confirm. Is that all right? Is that, is that true? Yeah. Is it not true that our moms just have that motherly instinct, that motherly intuition? They say dad knows what's best, but that's because he's already talked to mom. <clears throat> but an instinctful, or an instinctual, 
Mother is a loving mother. And mother's love is instinctual and unconditional. Unconditional love is a love that loves in spite of one's faults. People we use that phrase, hey, that, that, that baby has a face only a mother can love. <clears throat> I heard somebody say, I've never seen an ugly baby. I'm like, you haven't been looking very far. <laughs> but a mother loves her child no matter what they look like. Mother loves her child no matter how they act. Oh, she doesn't love the behavior. and She'll straighten them out with a switch or a belt or a, a spoon, a paddle or something. A sandwich. Oh, a chunkla. Yeah, throw the chunkla at him. I know that one, too. I think he said a sandwich, sandal. I've never seen the mom discipline a child with a sandwich, but... There probably has come a time. <laughs> Whatever thy hand findeth to do, mom, do it with all thy might. Take that chonkla and rip it. <laughs> In love. <laughs> Usually a mother does that because they're disappointed in that they, I've raised you better than this. I've raised you better to know. Moms, you have. Doesn't mean they're going to do it. But the Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, it shall not depart from them. In other words, it's always going to be around their neck. They're always going to know and remember. My mom taught me better than this. I may not be doing right, but I know right from wrong. <clears throat> a mother loves her children no matter what they look like. Mother loves her child no matter... What they sound like, mother loves her child, no matter what they've done, that's wrong. She doesn't love the behavior, but she can still love the child or the son. John 16, 21, a woman, when she is in travail, has sorrow, going through child labor, because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more of the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. I don't know if we'd have people on this planet if it was up to men having babies. God just put inside a woman a love that is just amazing, godly love. Willing to go through the, the pain of childbirth. Huh. To have a new babe in the house. Church at the Apostolic Rock Church, sometimes it's painful dealing with new converts. Sometimes it, it comes with a cost to reach to the lost. And sometimes we have to go to the highways and the byways and we have to go where they're at and we have to compel them to come in. And there's people that have been on drugs and alcohols and gangs and all kinds of stuff and lifestyles and bad things and they've done bad things and some of them have just... But I guarantee there's still a mama that loves them somewhere. I don't care how bad, how far gone. They, mom said, hey, that they, they did that. They, they, maybe they went to prison. They had that coming. They made those decisions. But I still love them. And I'm thankful God loves me like that. That even then I'm not perfect, He still loves me. 
And I guess I, I came this morning just with this one simple thought today is this. The church should also have a mother's instinct that it doesn't matter how bad they are, we should love our children. I want our, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I want this church to have a motherly instinct that says, I don't care how far gone you may have drifted. We still love you. You still are ours. You still belong to the family. The devil can't have you, and I'm willing to fight for you. The Apostolic Rock Church needs a motherly instinct, a motherly intuition that I don't care how bad or how far gone they may be, we still love them. Romans 5 and 20 says, But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Amen. Just, it's like a teeter-totter. Which one's greater in your life, the love and the grace? Or the judgment that a mother loves in spite of their child's faults. Child comes home and didn't get straight A's. Honey, did you do the best you could? Yeah, Mom, I tried. I got four B's and one A and C. Did you do the best you could? Yeah. Good job. I love you. I'm so proud of you. Problem is, we oftentimes get our eyes on one another and think, well, you know, they got four B's. Why? This person over here got th three A's. And why can't you be like, no, God made you just like he made you. You just be the best version. You know what success is? Being the best version of you. <laughs> I was raised with a mom who said, you just do the best you can do, and that'll be good enough. That's the way God is. That's the way the church should be. Guess what? Look around. Nobody in here perfect. Nobody's walking on water today. You go out there and you can walk on water. I got to come watch this. But even in our flaws and imperfections, I'm thankful that our spiritual mother, the church, still loves us and has mercy and grace. 1 Corinthians, Paul writing to the church, the spiritual mother in chapter 13, verse number 4, Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. It seeketh not her own. I don't think there's anybody that quite can sacrifice like a mom for her children. Seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, and hopeth all things, and endureth all things. Paul's writing to the church. There's some things we have to endure. <laughs> like one another sometimes. <laughs> but Jesus said, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples, that you have Love one toward another. Thank you for loving me. Can I just say thank you for loving me? Thank you for loving your brothers and your sisters in the house, in the kingdom. Thank you for love. A 
mother's love only wants what is best for her children. Mom, is that an accurate mom? Is that an accurate statement today? You really want what is best for your children? They don't always understand what's best. They don't always see it. But you've got, you know, you've got a little more, few more years than they do. You've got a little bit different perspective. You're, you've been there, done that. You've seen where things can go. You really want what's best. They don't always listen, do they? But moms really do want what's best for their children. Phyllis Diller, I had to throw this in because I just love the quote. She said, I want my children to have all the things I couldn't afford. Then I want to move in with them. <laughs> well, my kids have everything I can't afford, and then I'm moving in. <laughs> I tell, listen, don't marry for money. Just marry where money is, baby. Y'all laughing. I must have hit a nerve on that one. <laughs> but a mother wants what's best for her children. Our church only wants what's best and should only want what's best for our children. And a mother will instinctually because they have this mother's intuition, they have this, this instinct. Fathers do too. Lisa was, they were, Lisa and my wife and Audrey were over here at the church, and I was working in the shop back there, and this is about a, what, a week, week and a half ago, and uh, I'm just in my own little world, and Audrey called and said, there's, looks like there's a homeless guy going down the street out here, and Lisa just pulled in the parking lot, and looks like the homeless guy was walking like hurt from looked like I guess from over here or looking across the parking lot like and she calls me and you know in a voice hey this is out front there's a homeless guy out there and man I didn't know I could run that fast <laughs> I came busting out the front gate running out there I'm looking around this is already in the house I walk out to the street and see what's going on. Where we're, the guy's walking down the street, down there, all the way down almost to the corner by then. By, that's how long it took me to get out front. With a dog, walking along with his dog. I'm, maybe not the best example to give. I didn't even think twice. I just took off. Man, I got screwdrivers, and I got... Golf club, and I got all kinds of things to hammer. I could have grabbed something. I didn't even think to grab. I just took off. Like, when I get out there, this I'm going to, what am I going to do? <laughs> Leave her alone.
Let me call Brother Monks, have him come over here. It just, I just reacted. It's probably any dad would do, but moms also have the same instinct. Don't mess with my baby. <laughs> moms will go off on you. They don't think about it. They just, oh, I've seen it. I've seen fights out in front of the school. Fight breaking off, and they're, Oh, then the mama got out of the car. Here she, here came mama. She was jumping right in the mix. Mama was a whole lot bigger than her daughter, so that made it even tougher <laughs> to break it up. <laughs> Don't be messing with my baby. But it, but we need to understand that's a motherly instinct. It's like mama bear comes out when people start messing with your cub. And isn't that the way it should be with the church when people start messing with one another? We're like, hey, don't be messing. Hey, they're one of ours. They're part of the family. Don't be messing with them. Don't be pulling them down. Don't be calling them names. Hey. And growing up with an older brother, there were times that we had friction. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> brother and Sister Rojas are laughing because they have several boys. They know. When you have boys, boys can bring a little friction in the house. Probably happened in the monk's household with three boys there. <laughs> little friction. They caused friction, and then mom and dad made little friction on the backside. The rod of correction. But it's always done in love and it should always be done in love. You who are spiritually able, when you see somebody that's overcoming a fault, you who are spiritually able, restore such a one. We don't go out there and just start throwing stones at our children. We want to restore them. Now, again, they have to have a desire to change and to be restored. Man, God help us. Let's just, I got it, man, I've, I've already gone like 30, 30 something minutes. Maybe even 40 by now, I don't know. I'm having so much fun. But there's something about a mother's intuition and her instinct. When it comes to her children, there's this inner strength that no one saw before. I was reading this story. I may have shared this sometime, but back in 2009, there was a, <clears throat> a mother named Dawn Impe. Dawn and her was walking with her five-year-old son, Simon, uh, up in Washington's Colville National Park. And just mother and her son and out there walking and just having a nice time out in the, the National Park. And yet a mountain lion attacked them and latched on and bit into her son and began to drag her five-year-old son away from her. But that lion didn't understand the love of a mother for her son. 
she latched onto that line and she wasn't letting go. She wasn't going to let her son go. And she began to fight and poke and kick and dig and, and saved her son from the mouth of a lion. And in 1 Peter chapter 5, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. Moms, can I speak to the, the church today? The only chance we have of saving our children from the mouth of the lion is to resist by being steadfast in the faith. <clears throat> Steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work is the only hope our children have. If they've got a mom, that'll be steadfast in the faith. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Because we do have an adversary, the devil is a roaring lion. He walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He's going to try to pick off the weakest link. He's going to try to pick off the littlest one. He's going to try to pick out the one that might be a little anemic. He's going to try to pick, pick out the, 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 the saint that, that hasn't been praying and fasting and been, has been dabbling in this and dabbling in that. That's who he's going after. But we have to be steadfast. We have to be resilient. We got to be that mom that says, uh-uh, not today. You go, you go mess with somebody else's family, but don't you be messing with my family. I'll get my chonkla and I will knock you over the head with it. <laughs> See, mothers have this innate ability that they can, uh, they'll take on a mountain lion for their baby. They'll, they'll take on just about, I'm telling you what, you mess with a mama's baby, you, you on your own. You walking in dangerous territory. You know what? I hope the devil tells all his demons, say, don't be messing with the kids and the people of the Apostolic Rock Church because you don't want to make mama mad. They start praying and fasting and they get a hold of God and they, they start rebuking and we better just pick on somebody else. Don't be messing with that mom over there. <laughs> this all right today? Ephesians 5 and 25, and I'll, I'll try to bring this to a close. But husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. That is how the church should be. That is the way the church is. We know in Colossians 1 that Jesus is the head of the body, the church. He's the husbandman, but the church is the mother of us all. And the only way, the only way to be born into this family is to be born again. There's a lot of women that don't become mothers until they, they're not a mother until they have a child. There has to be a birthing process. It's the same way in the house of God. The church is not one spiritual mother until you are born again of the water and of the spirit. And I don't want to get into graphic details today, but in the natural birth, there's a breaking of water. In the spiritual birth, there's also a breaking of water. 
you have to be baptized in Jesus' name, rising in newness of life. And just as after a, a baby, is, is, is go, is, the water is broken and they, they come through the birth canal and they, what do they do? The first thing they do is they get a breath of life. And that's what the Holy Ghost is. It's the breath of God. And when you are born of the water and of the Spirit, you are now a child of the King and the church, the mother of us all. Oh, praise God. I'm glad I'm part of the church. I'm thankful for a spiritual mother of the church. Amen. Romans 8, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Praise God. Ephesians 6 and 4, Paul admonished the church, bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. He's talking, he's writing to the church. Proverbs 22 and 6, and I alluded to it earlier, train up a child in the way they should go or he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Thankful for a motherly intuition, a mother's instinct. And I want the motherly instinct of this church to be this instinct of love and protection and provision for our spiritual children. Let's stand in this place. <clears throat> I shared this. I looked back at my notes. I found this and said, I think I'm going to share it again. She probably remembers But I took good notes. Several years ago, probably five or six years ago, my wife had a dream. And she dreamed that Alyssa went into some stores and came up missing. And she, I remember my wife sharing, do you remember the dream? No. Well, I, I do. But she said she had a dream that Alyssa had gone missing and it was the horrible feeling of a child getting lost. She says she searched and searched buildings and stairs and rooms and finally found Alyssa. And she said, you were lost and I couldn't find you. And then she said, don't ever walk away from me. Don't ever walk away from me. Okay. Can I just tell you today, don't ever walk away from the church. Don't ever leave the church. And no, please know, please know that there is a church family that loves you. And I want those that are not here today to also know that there is still a church family. There's a church that is the bride of Christ, the mother of us all, that still loves them. And there's a lot of prodigals out there, prodigal sons and prodigal daughters, but there is a place Matter of fact, I'll say, your child may leave and walk away from, but they're still your child. They might be lost, but they're still your child. Satan wants to tell people, oh, you walked away from your family, your church family, so you don't belong, you don't have a place. No, they're still the child of God. They may not be right spiritually, but they're still here. They're still part of the... The prodigal son left and wasted and was 
deep in sin, but yet Father still had a place. Don't ever walk away from your spiritual mother. But let's be thankful for our church family. I think it would be good this morning. If you're thankful that you're part of the church family, would you just humor me for a moment? I know this is a little different. It's easy to turn to somebody that is your husband, your wife. Your... But would you, would you humor me this morning? And this is how we're going to... This will be our altar call today. If you are thankful for, a, for being part of the church family, would you find someone this morning and just tell them, thank them for caring for you? Maybe it's someone that doesn't even know that they've had such a, a positive impact on you, but they've, 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 they've fulfilled that role of a spiritual mother, or the spiritual father, if you will, in the church. Would you just go to them, maybe pray with them, thank them, shake their hand, hug their neck, if it's appropriate? Can we do that this morning? I don't know who, somebody... Whoever you're thankful for. Awesome. God bless you in Jesus' name.